0: Welcome to the F4 Podcast, where your hosts, Brian, Brooke, Charles, and Vanessa, discuss all things faith, family, friends, and fitness. What is F4? Sometimes it's a glimpse into how we navigate the world, and sometimes it's a deep dive into how we handle the four main areas of our lives. If you want to have a healthier relationship with God, family, friends, and yourself, this podcast is for you. Thank you for joining us as we unpack this episode.
1: Welcome to episode 15 of the F4 podcast. If we haven't met, I'm Charles Giddens. I'm one of the F4 hosts, and I want to thank you for listening and watching our podcast. If you could follow us on Instagram and like and share the podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, we are on multiple platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Pocket, uh, Radio Public, Breaker, Anchor, and YouTube. If you'd like to be a sponsor of the show, you can send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, or via email at f 4 at gmail.com. I'm joined today by the F4 people, my wife Vanessa, and our bestest of best friends, Brian and Brooke Marston. So let's start here. Uh, I, I love this episode. So, are you an adult? Uh, do you act like an adult? Do you talk like an adult? Or do you act and function at a much lower age emotionally than what you are? So there have been some conversations or lack of conversations in all of our lives over the course of being adults that point to a bigger problem as it relates to the questions I just asked. The idea of canceling someone or at least walking away from someone that you feel like has wronged you in some way has become more and more prevalent in our culture over the course of our lifetime. You can see this with people all the time now canceling canceling celebrities artists authors pastors churches local businesses friends family etc and we're going to cover that today Um, but we're also going to focus on individual canceling. so like walking away from a friend because they hurt you somehow or you share a different belief system than you Um, this this one may get a little hard and you may want to cancel us um, based on what we say today i sure hope not but that is that's that's an option so why, why did we pick this topic? Um, so recently, I had the pleasure of having this happen directly to me, uh, and it sparked a much bigger conversation with the four of us informally, um, so much so that I thought this kind of would make sense to talk about um, in general. So, But before we really dive in, and it's amazing to me that we had this conversation at the gym a lot over the last two weeks, and um, I was a little surprised Um, by some of the answers that we got, at least as it relates to not understanding what cancel culture actually is. Um, So I thought it probably would be helpful for us to tackle that first so everybody's on the same page of what at least society is saying cancel culture is. So um, it's a contemporary phrase used to reform, uh, used to refer to a form of ostracism, uh, which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, whether it be online, on social media, or in person. Uh, Those subject to this ostracism uh, are said to have been canceled. The express and cancel culture has mostly mostly negative connotations and is used in debates on free speech and and censorship. Wow. So, (laughs) wow. I'm going to skip some of this because I can't keep speaking all day long. All right, so... A poll of American Registered Voters conducted by Morning Consult in July of 2020, and this is a couple years ago, but in 2020, showed that cancel culture defined as the practice of withdrawing support for or canceling public figures and companies after they have done or said something considered objectionable or offensive was common. 40% of respondents said that they had withdrawn support from public figures and companies, including on social media, because they had done or said something considered objectionable or offensive, with 8% having engaged in this often. Behavior differed according to age with a majority, 55% of voters 18 to 34 years old saying that they have taken part in cancel culture while only about a third, which is 32% of voters over 65, said that they had joined a social media pylon. Attitudes towards the practice was mixed with 44% of respondents saying they disapproved of cancel culture, 32% who approved, and 24% who did not know or had no opinion, which is kind of where we ended up in the gym this week. Uh, Furthermore, 46% believe cancel culture had gone too far, with only 10% thinking it had not gone far enough. Additionally, 53% believe that people should expect social consequences for expressing unpopular opinions in public, such as those that may be construed as deeply offensive to other people. So before I jump into emotional intelligence, which I'm I'm sure we'll get to in a minute, I don't know if I necessarily want to cover that again yet, uh, based on what we just heard. But I want to start with this. Um. Do each of you let's let's just start here. Yes or no? Do you think it's okay to cancel or walk away from someone? We'll just we'll go around the table.
2: Why is everybody looking at me?
3: <clears throat> because he pointed to you.
1: You're starting. <laughs> I
2: don't feel like. I don't, well, I didn't feel like that was a point. Um, maybe it was. No, I don't. I don't think canceling is an appropriate response almost never um i guess setting boundaries at times with people i do think would be appropriate but in terms of how it's defined trying to ostracize and and negatively impact someone by your ostracization
3: (laughs) can you you say that no i cannot
2: (laughs) (laughs) no um i don't no i don't think that's
3: appropriate okay yeah I think with how you're talking about it I would agree I do think There is a time to walk away from Somebody if they're I'm going to use a buzzword
2: mm, I know which one you're going to use Begins with a T mm-hmm.
3: Rhymes with sick
2: mm-hmm. Britney Spears sings about it
1: Toxic <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> The music references started immediately <laughs> Yeah, good job. So
3: I do think there's a time to set boundaries, which you did say, Mm -hmm. and maybe walk away, but I would almost differentiate between canceling and walking away because I do think there are seasons where you walk away from a relationship, especially if they're harmful to you and the people that you love. Um, But I think you hold out hope that it doesn't have to stay that way.
0: Yeah
1: yeah i I don't think it's ever right to cancel someone um, barring kind of what you guys have already talked about and and you know from a physical abusive standpoint I think that that's a different conversation but in general uh, being offended being mad being upset um, no there's no option um, and we'll get to that later but i I think no the answer for me is no
0: same i actually I like the word. Ostracize. I think that's a much better word than cancel, but I don't think it's ever appropriate to cancel somebody based on the definition that you provided. Canceling actually seems very vindictive to me, mm-hmm. and it provides opportunities for bullying that don't lend to anybody's growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think if you need to walk away from someone... Whether for a time or permanently, I think that can be a solution that may need to happen for you for your mental health, for your physical well being, whatever the case may be. But that doesn't mean that you take the information that you have or the circumstances that you've been put in and blast people on social media and rally others around your cause to be destructive.
3: Hmm.
0: Again, no growth for anybody if you do that.
1: Yeah, so I think something that we want to talk about that I want to cover before we really jump into the rest of the questions that I'm glad we all agree on that. Um I kind of already knew that, but I'm glad, I'm glad we all are in that same boat. But, you know, I think it ties back to, and we'll get into what's happened over the course of our lifetime and probably even a little bit before that with, with this entire um, situation. But I think a lot of it has to do with emotional intelligence. And some of you have, have focused or studied emotional intelligence or cultural intelligence or the idea of, of the EQ, the IQ, the EQ, or the, I don't know, what's the other one? Um, CQ. CQ. Um but emotional intelligence is defined it refers to the ability to perceive, control and evaluate emotions. Now remember what I just asked you at the beginning of the podcast some of you are going oh I'm an adult but do you have high emotional intelligence so can you perceive, control and evaluate your emotions? Some researchers suggest that emotional intelligence can be learned and strengthened while others claim it's an inborn characteristic and you know we'll get into that I'm sure as as the podcast goes on but um, a review published in the Annual Review of Psychology in 2008 um, found that um, higher emotional intelligence is positively correlated with better social relations for children. Right, So they're able to, to function a little bit better. Better social relations for adults. <laughs> um, high emotional intelligence among adults is correlated with better self-perception or social ability and more successful interpersonal relationships with less interpersonal aggression and problems. Um, it's leads to better academic achievement no shock there Um, better social dynamics at work um, as well as a better negotiating ability which is i guess if you're able to agree or get along with other people you're going to be able to influence them a little bit better We're not going to get into the whole dale carnegie and way to influence and that's a whole other podcast completely (laughs) other um the one that i like though um better well-being so emotional intelligence is positively correlated with higher life satisfaction um which is amazing. And then finally, emotionally intelligent invi- individuals are more likely to have better understanding of themselves and to make conscious decisions based on emotion and rationale combined. Overall, it leads to a person to self-actualization. So I think with all of that being said, we understand what cancel culture, at least what we're going to talk about it in that way and emotional intelligence, because I think they're tied hand in hand. Um, and we're going to talk about that, which is what led to this podcast, which are some conversations um, with some people that were perceived to be adults um i think probably looking at it may not have lined up with any of those definitions that we just talked about of having higher emotional intelligence um so do you guys have any examples of something happening to you or an organization or group that you were associated with um without naming anyone because i don't want to d- we're not doing one of those podcasts <laughs> we're not calling people out um uh, but without that um where this has maybe happened to you or whether you've seen it happen with other people or other companies. Um, and, I, and I'm not necessarily looking for a, you know, oh, you know, Johnny Depp was canceled. Maybe too early. Johnny Depp Amber Heard. but You know, right, too soon. Um, I, I don't want to see that. I want to see something personal with you guys. If you've seen it and if you haven't, that's great. Um, I would guess based on our where we're all at and have been in our life, I'm guessing we may have some. Example, so I'm just gonna all open up to any of you guys on have you seen this happen to you
0: Wow Are y'all just enjoying gazing into each other's (laughs) eyes over there are you
3: She defers to me a lot.
0: (laughs) Do you need to draw straws? No, I think
2: I, I think you should go
3: no, you should go. <laughs>
2: I can't think of a good specific example. You before of, me. I, I mean, I can't think of really one.
3: Mm-hmm. I find that to be um,
2: not because not, not because I haven't been. That was what I was thinking.
1: But I didn't want to say it. What
2: word? Disingenuous. Like it's, it's not because I'm. I've not been canceled. Yes. I'm, a hundred percent. Oh, I know people have walked away and canceled me, but. Not you. Yes, me, for sure. But
3: you were the main lady.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I don't have a good story. I might think of a good story. Okay. That's how I work. Hmm.
1: You need time to process. I
2: piggyback. Yes, right. I piggyback on other people's <sighs> stories. That's what I do.
1: Brian, I think you might have something.
2: Mm-hmm. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, I'll say there was a family that had started attending our church back in 2021. Hmm. And like they stopped showing up and then they unsubscribed from our weekly communications and I'd reached out. Uh, There was nothing that would make me think that there was something wrong and when i first reached out i got absolutely nothing and then i got something that was really trite and like yeah we're good and it's just weird because i mean i don't really know what happened i don't even know what made them not want to be part of us anymore because they they seemingly were very gung-ho and then it was like they were all out and it's weird because I would consider them friends like they were, they were sick at one point with some kind of virus that a lot of people got in the last couple of years. (laughs) It's not a laughing matter. And I mean, I even took them dinner and it was a couple of months after that to where it was like, we're not going to tell you. And I just, I have a hard time with that because I wouldn't, I don't, I didn't like that and I would not treat someone else that way. So that was one of the instances where I feel like I've, I've been canceled and maybe it wasn't, I don't know if it, it would fit in that, those parameters, but there was no communication. It was like, you're done.
2: Yeah. I mean,
3: i, mean, I the phone talking about phone calls too. Yeah. No response. And that wasn't the norm. So I don't know what we did or what we were perceived to have done. Yeah.
2: I guess as far as we know, though, there hasn't been like a rallying to give you a bad reputation in circles that they run in. Mm. As far as we know.
3: Yes. Does that
2: make sense? I mean, I, I think that's, while wow, I think that's part of cancel culture, but it's more of a ghosting Mm. as opposed to, which definitely I think is part of that whole cancel culture that we may get into yeah. mm-hmm. in a little bit because clearly it leaves at least somebody not knowing what happened in the relationship. Yeah. But as far as we know, I don't, I did not see, have not seen or felt the effects of negative conversation outside of us does that make sense what i'm trying to say yes as opposed to other circumstances where i can think of where you said some things that people didn't like your opinion on a matter
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and then went and shared that with their friends, who shared it with their friends, and made it their life's mission to make sure that other people also felt the same way that they felt or gave Mm. reasons why they too should feel that same way. Yeah. So, I I mean, I think...
3: I would correct that though. It wasn't initially an opinion I had. It was more of a correction of bad behavior. Right that then got twisted into something that it was not correct and then got repeated and it was a
2: misrepresentation of what happened where
3: the person went and actually was calling people and I didn't know this until some of these Mm -hmm. people actually started contacting me saying this person is asking to meet with me to basically say what a horrible human being you are and It was really surprising to me because while I knew that person didn't like the correction I had provided in their lives, I couldn't believe some of the stuff that was coming back to me. Like it was so far-fetched. And so, yeah, yeah, that definitely has happened to me. And that was my second thing. I had actually written down two things. One was the more recent one I referred to. That was, yeah, not as hurtful. I mean, it's still hurtful to be ghosted. But the second one was I was slandered. Um, and very maliciously, and very untruthfully, and gosh, there's part of me, and I'm just this is me, just being really transparent, that would love just to sit down and say, why? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you would consider yourself to be a Jesus follower? Like, why? Like, if you really felt this way, or you really felt like this is what went down. Why would you do that and say you follow Jesus? Mm-hmm. It does. It's not compatible. And there are a lot of people who decide not to follow Jesus because of things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But,
2: I didn't mean to take away your, your other story.
3: Well, you've got to share it by being married to me. Yeah, well, absolutely. Because it affects you too. So well, I'm I mean, not offended at all.
2: It made me think of of canceled. a time... Just kidding. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go so far as to say that I was canceled by these people, but, I mean, maybe, uh, because, <laughs> uh, I really, when it boils down to it, I laughed inappropriately at times when I shouldn't have been laughing. I should have been way more mature.
3: Ooh, I remember this.
2: Um, But I laughed, and... It was at church camp. It was at church camp, and so... In that particular instance, I remember someone coming to me saying, these people are going around and they are talking about you. And it hurts my heart because Mm. this is the conversation that is going on. The people who were offended did not come to me. But they were going around, obviously, talking about it to other people because someone then came to me and said... You just need to know this is what's happening. And, you know, and then we came back from camp and it was a whole big thing. So <laughs> it was. It was a whole big thing. It was dumb. I mean, it really was dumb. And, and to some degree, there were relationships involved in that that were never fully restored. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess in a sense it was cancellation, but. Kind of, I mean, like, the the whole idea of I'm going to not go to you. You have offended me in some kind of way. But instead of coming to you, I'm going to go to everyone else and make sure that they know what a bad person you are so that they can join my crew mm-hmm. of...
3: Let me speak into that. That So that was several years ago now.
2: Mm-hmm. So
3: it wasn't like it was a couple of years ago. This was right. several years it's been years a while. Ago. And these people went to my bosses about you mm-hmm. and then they were asking me about you and all these people were talking about you but no one was talking to you and then nobody you got, talking
2: to me you
3: got called into a meeting yeah. with all these people who had been talking about you but not to you <laughs> yeah and it was like you were on trial mm-hmm. and when the facts of everything were laid out and how people conducted themselves you got an apology from everybody yeah
0: I don't
2: but, know if everybody meant it, but that's okay. But the reality is
3: yeah. this is the thing. And we'll get into this. In that particular situation, the damage was done.
2: Uh-huh. It was for sure.
3: And man, I hope this yeah. is I feel like we're going off rail off the rails a little bit here. I mean I I know we'll come back to this, but I hope that people hear this today and they go, you know what? I don't want to be this person because we still, while we have grieved and processed, when I hear you say that, I feel the pain of it.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, when you said the damage was done, I mean, I want to be clear that it's not because there hasn't been forgiveness in those areas. Sure. Um, Because obviously, I mean, that was something that definitely had to be worked through. Um, But I, I mean, I have forgiven them for that. But the damage was done in the sense that uh, you know to some degree the things that, that they sh- said and shared I mean they' you, you nobody forgets that
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know so I don't know
3: Sometimes when you're in leadership, people feel like they have the freedom to tee off on you without treating you like a human being. Well,
2: and that's it I think sometimes people when they especially in this culture of the, just canceling someone or trying to make someone look bad, you don't think about the ramifications of spouting off what upset you. You're just thinking about talking about what upset you at the moment or how offensive this person is. And you're looking for people to validate your opinion, which we all do all the time on all kinds of things. Yep. You know, So it's not that any of those things is inherently bad. It's just that it wasn't thought through of first you know how is this going to impact any of these people long term and like you said that this is a human being this is a person with a family and you know all of that not just
3: a person in process yeah 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 that had maybe a couple moments of immaturity but nothing that was grossly uh even offensive when it really comes down to it well and
2: if we're all looking at the circumstances who was incredibly sleep-deprived and emotionally drained. So, I mean, given the circumstances, I think
3: who was pouring out a lot of energy to help other people.
2: Not justifying my bad immature behavior at all because I should no, have no, of course not. I shouldn't have.
3: You laughed. stink. Right. Just kidding. <laughs> Love you. All right, that's enough from us. Yeah,
2: we're done.
1: We'll get to some of that in a minute. Um,
0: what about you some guys? Of the though,
1: talk about. So, yeah, go ahead. What you got?
0: we have had several instances at the gym where people feel like they aren't getting what they need or feel like they aren't being treated the way they want to be treated. And we have had several people leave the gym and try try to initiate a cancel culture and take all Mm -hmm. these people with them. And there have been several people that instead of coming to us directly have instead tried telling all these other people about how terrible we are or whatever. In some cases, I don't know exactly what has been said. And at the end of the day, it usually does not end up being a full-on cancel, but it's still hurtful. It's still hurtful, and it, it's hurtful because, in my opinion, I care about every person that comes in that gym mm-hmm. on multiple levels, and yeah, so it is. It is hurtful. I don't think it necessarily turns out the way they want it to sometimes and I think some some people once they get on the other side of that huh. and they simmer down or think about it or whatever they realize maybe I acted a little rashly. But yeah, there have been there have been several times over the years.
1: Yeah, and I think the ones that, that are the most egregious are the ones that actually actively set out to to wreck the business um, and on purpose and do it on purpose um, to say, well, you know, screw you. And, and because of that, I'm I'm going to try to make your life miserable. In fact, I'm trying to cancel you. So you have no livelihood um, and you, you can't do anything. Um, and I'm going to take as many people with you. And, and I'm not there. I could get into detail after detail, but we're not going to do that. But I think what I want to focus on from everything that we just said, and I want to skip ahead a little bit on the, co- on the questions. We'll get back to the ghosting piece. Cause I think that's important, but I want to get to the emotional intelligence piece when it comes to this behavior, right? So mm-hmm. we've all said the same thing, similar cir- circumstances where people will run and talk about you or about us, about whoever, um, but won't actually talk to the person, right? Oh. So I'm mad at Brooke, but I won't go talk to Brooke because that, that would be, that would be hard. Right. And, I, and That, to me, is what I hope, and out of all of this, well, there's two things. I hope this is the one that that hits you the most, is that no one likes, in fact, we had a conversation about this the other day. Today? Yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday. No one one likes having tough conversations. And although it is easier on appearance for some people to have them than others, no one sets out to say, hey, you know what? Today I'm going to have a really miserable conversation, and uh, that's what I want to do. No one does that. However, I think when you look in and what's, I think, common with everything, if we all could write down these people's names that we know about and put them in a bucket, I think we would say the same thing. There seems to be a lacking of emotional intelligence or maturity, whichever you want to, cut. which maturity to me, emotional maturity goes into the emotional intelligence, all the same, right? So there seems to be a lacking of understanding, um, I guess, how to handle conflict and people instead of just saying done, right? And we'll get to the done thing because I do think there is a generational issue, which comes to some other things, and I think along with other things. But I want to cover the whole. Why do you guys think that is? Why? Do you, what do you think is missing? And this is a harder question. It's not necessarily phrased this way in the questions that I sent, but why do you think? And it seems to be a very select kind of person. As I am thinking about the people in my head, there seems to be a very common denominator there, and I am not going to tell you what it is because it would give away some things. But I do think. Um, there's an emotional intelligence lacking from that group of people. So why do you guys think that is? Why do you think it's easier? And again, I, I know because it's easier, but why do you think that is to say, I'm going to go talk about Brian instead of going to talk to Brian? Why, why is that? Because that's that's inherently that's the basis of cancel culture, right? Because it's easier for me to online or wherever to spout my opinion and cut it off instead of talking to you. And then if I actually got a t- chance to sit down and talk to you, my, I don't think that conversation would go the same way that you're spouting your mouth off at. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would, right? So why is that? I know it's it's easier for me to ask that, but but why?
3: It, that That is a, I know Vanessa was about to okay. answer. Go ahead.
0: You go ahead.
1: He was looking at
3: this way. Yeah, so, it's fine. You know, no, I'll... Go ahead. Go he, ahead.
2: Couldn't, he couldn't see that you she could, was like yeah. about to jump
3: yeah, out of her skin <laughs> no, no, to do it. this question.
0: Do it now. Fear. Um, I, th- I think the overriding factor is fear of exposure fear of having your personal weaknesses exposed so instead of sitting down and talking to the person that you that has offended you and learning possibly why that has happened and learning that you might be the root cause of their actions that offended you because of something you did Mm -hmm. instead of taking that step I'm just going to blast them for their behavior because they have wronged me and I am going to protect my fragile ego at all costs.
2: Piggybacking. And fear. Yeah. And fear that maybe I don't know everything. Yes. And if I have a conversation with somebody, Mm. I might get more information and then I'm going to have to admit, oh, wow, well, I didn't have the whole story it's easier just to say, oh, I have the whole story and this is the story. And then I can also present it in a way that makes me appear virtuous hmm. while making the other person appear like the villain, right. <laughs> villainous.
3: <laughs> yeah. I think you two have answered that extremely well. It it really brings into play the, the problem with ego uh, because... If I am humble, I might be fearful, but I'm not initially worried about the pretense mm-hmm. and upholding this false front. Right. So it works. Really does work well together. Uh, that uh, humility is so important to not function like what we're talking about here and saying, okay, I feel like I'm in such a high place and I'm so much better than you that I can cancel you or I can talk bad about you like there's nothing wrong with me because the reality is we're all screwed up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We all have problems and none of us have it all figured out. And so when we go in and we decide to cancel somebody or treat someone poorly, talk badly about them, We're almost functioning like we think we're better than them.
2: We for sure want other people to think we're better than them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean,
1: who cares about reality? I mean, perception, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've had situations that have happened very recently where I've had members do some things that Vanessa alluded to, and I said, hey, I'd like to sit down and have a conversation. And and the response I got back was, nope, I don't think this conversation is going to benefit anyone, so we're not going to have it. Which to me is the ultimate lack of emotional maturity or lack of emotional intelligence to where you actually think that not having a conversation with someone is going to be beneficial. And, and I don't think there's ever a situation ever in my life where having a conversation couldn't have at least smoothed something out. It may, it may not have fixed the problem, right? But at, at some point, I would have felt heard. At least then, if I if I was the offended person, I could say, hey, I at least now feel heard, right? Right. But what I'm seeing now, more and more, and what we're seeing now, I think all of us are probably seeing now, is there's just no willingness to even do that. Like there's an emotional shutdown to say, like this iron curtain comes down, uh, and that's how I think. And like, like nope, not going to do it because it's too hard, it's too vulnerable, it's too whatever. Um, you wanna you wanna talk about? But I think it. I really do think it's because you're stuck when you are 10 years old. You don't know how to have those conversations because you've never been forced to have them. So you function and you go through life saying, nope, I don't want to have these conversations. My parents never made me have them. My pastor never made me have them. whoever you're know, like, we can name it. And I'm curious to know what you guys think the cause is, because I do think, and, and when looking at the data, this 18 to 35 year old group that is high, much more higher, you know, according to the results uh, from the morning consult were uh, 18 to 34, 55% of the majority of them have taken part in this. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I'm not saying we're better than that group, but we're not. That's not what I'm that's not what I'm saying, but it seems to be that group. And again, with the people that I know recently in my life who've done this, they've been in that world. They're in that age group. So it's like what has happened with that age group? Do you guys think or in general what we just talked about, what has happened to say hey, this is all okay or it's or there's nobody pushing. Like I can remember growing up, my parents used to beat me in the head about, "Hey, you're going to go apologize for this." I'll give you a quick example before you answer. I was a kid, little, itty bitty, little bitty. And we had a store by our house, a convenience store. And this is back when they had penny candy, five cent candy, ten cent candy, whatever. And it started the cheapest candy was on the bottom and it was, you know, all out. There wasn't it's not fancy like it is now. But the I, atomic
2: fireballs. The atomic fireballs, down. right? Fire. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But I stole a piece of candy and I went home and I had a piece I think it was a piece of gum and my mom caught me right with this piece of candy and made drove me back up to the store made me apologize made me pay for it made me do this and in a smaller way i think that leads itself to having hard conversations because i didn't want to do it like it was horrible like think about that i got away with it i was done i was like yeah good right my mother was like nope not a chance this is what's gonna happen Why do you guys think that that doesn't happen anymore? Because I don't see it happening very often. I knew there's examples of it still occurring. Mm -hmm. But as a whole society, as a generation that we're in, it doesn't seem to be happening. Why is that? Why do you guys think? No right or wrong answer. And I know I'm off script at this point.
0: (laughs) I think there are lots and lots of reasons why I think that there is... There is a system in place that is in place to protect children emotionally, and I think what it does is it stunts them emotionally. Oh. Teachers... I, I don't know. I, I've been on a kick lately about teachers. teachers. Teachers need to be given the reins. Teachers need the ability to correct children in their classrooms teachers need and again this is the whole system is flawed discipline in schools is flawed discipline in communities is flawed Um, we were listening to people with very different life experiences recently at church and talking about in Uganda (laughs) Uh, you know anybody in the community could discipline the children including teachers anyway so the, the we are not doing our children any favors by keeping them from experiencing the full gamut of emotions and having to learn how to deal with them having to learn how to deal with these feelings so It's coming from schools. It's coming from families. It's coming from communities, and it's coming from an establishment where everybody gets a trophy. And I'll stop talking. (laughs) Somewhere
2: along the way, somebody said, "Oh, I, you know, I was on the losing team. I never won a trophy. I don't want my kids to ever feel the way that I felt to be on the losing team all the time." I know, everybody should get a trophy. <laughs> and there were enough people who had been on losing teams that experienced the negative emotions that go with that that said, yeah, that's a great idea. Then every kid can feel like a winner. And to your point, then nobody really feels like a winner. And, I mean, because, you know, we've I mean, Brian coached our kids in so many sports. And there were plenty of leagues where they didn't keep score – They didn't keep score, but the kids Kids kept score. They absolutely (laughs) knew who was winning and who was losing, and they knew at the end of the day that everybody got a
1: trophy. So did the coaches. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least one. (laughs) No.
2: But to your point, point, the desire to protect children from those emotions doesn't help them then process those emotions because – the kids who are on the losing team but they're still getting a trophy, it's like, oh yeah, you got a trophy. Meanwhile, the kid's going, yeah, I know we didn't win any games all season long, but everybody's telling me I should be happy, but I'm sad because we never won a game. But there's nowhere for me to talk about this because everybody's telling me I'm great and here's my trophy. Mm -hmm. So we've sent them very mixed messages Mm -hmm. about how to process those emotions. So we don't give them any skills. I mean. Yeah, you don't want to look at a 7-year-old and go, "Yep, you're a loser." You know, <laughs> "Stinks for you. Hope you get better <laughs> next year." You know, I mean, you don't want to do that, but man, you miss out on a lot of opportunities to grow
0: mm-hmm.
2: when you don't have to face those negative consequences. And at some point, regard there's there's nobody there to protect you at some point mm-hmm. from failure or perceived failure or disappointment. And then you don't know what to do with it. And so then it's everybody else's fault because up to that point, you know, I've gotten a trophy for everything I've ever done. So I completely agree with that assessment of not helping our kids process, especially those emotions that maybe somewhere along the way we didn't like. So we don't want our kids to have to face them. And so we set up these, I think the intentions were good. Mm-hmm. I think the unintended consequences were maybe not so good. I also think social media hasn't helped because, you know, there was a time where if you were going to say something bad about somebody else, you would have to say it either to their face or to somebody else's face. Sure. Now you can be real brave behind your keyboard Mm -hmm. and you just Mm -hmm. send it out into,
0: you know, cyberspace. And you don't have the immediate feedback of looking at at somebody's face the instant now you hit send and it might be an hour it might be two hours it's a delayed response if any but you don't get I'm going to talk bad about your best friend to you Mm -hmm. I'm not going to talk to them but I'm going to talk bad about them to you but I get the immediate feedback and there's a consequence mm-hmm. to whether that's a good or a bad consequence. It's it's immediate with a visual representation of your reaction to what I've just said.
2: Yeah, and if you're and if you actually do take the step of talking to that person, you have the body language right. of the shock, the sadness, the tears, the anger, whatever whatever emotions that brings about. You're exactly right. You don't if it's behind a keyboard, you don't have that response. So in some ways, I think it's easy to feel not responsible because, oh, that's old news. It <laughs> was like 10 minutes ago, yeah. you know?
1: Nothing? Got nothing. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I think in regards to ghosting, I think that's kind of what I, the same thing, I, I think, And you brought up ghosting. I already had that in there. I think there's some things that kind of correspond that what you guys talked about. is We're not doing a very good job with our kids to where it's okay for them just to walk away from someone and not explain. Like I can and I, I have not broken up with many people in my life. Most of the time I'm the one that gets dumped. So let's just let's clarify that. I didn't do a lot of dumping when I was a kid, so I got dumped. But the one or two times that it actually happened, being forced to have that conversation about, hey, by the way, here's why. And maybe there's nothing nothing about it other than I just really am not into you, right? But having to be forced to have that conversation is hard. But you owe it to the you owe it to let's just say you owe it to people in general. Like you owe that to someone. When you're going to walk away from them, you owe a you owe a conversation, whether you think you do or not. And you may be listening, saying, "Well, I don't know them anything." If you really st- step back, you, you really do. And we'll get to that in a minute. I know. Um, but what do you think about ghosting? What do you, I mean? What do you think? Uh,
3: I don't. I don't care for ghosting. Uh, I don't. I think what it communicates is you're. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's really it's just a form of canceling. It's like you're you're not worth my time, you're not worth my attention, and I'm just going to pretend like you're not there. And I think again it goes back to some of the things we talked about earlier, that uh well, we talked about arrogance, pride, fear, but it's almost like value is a word i think that's coming to mind that you lack value and i was reading something this past week that every person you see is the breath of god now that's coming from my view of the world that god is a creator and that he created people and that every person you look at is the breath of god and or is a subsequent uh, offspring of that breath going back to the creation of the world and then ultimately people. And it's almost like you are demeaning God's creation by saying you're dead to me by ghosting. And so you're showing a lack of value and I'm not okay with that. Um, I do again, go back to the beginning where we talked about boundaries. There, are some of the people we've referred to in this conversation. Like I would never say never. I would I would love to be in a position where there was a productive conversation that could happen with some of these people. But because there's been so much malicious intent and action, I've chosen to draw a boundary to where it's like, I, I haven't canceled you I haven't lost hope That God's doing something in your life But it probably needs to happen Through another conduit Outside of me Because of the things that have transpired At the same time I don't I've chosen to forgive um, The facts of what I know happened And then the impact Of how it's hurt me and other people Because it's hurt other people's faith Uh, It's hurt others People just in general, and that impact still goes on um, because periodically things come up, and it's like, oh my gosh, like I had no idea that just a couple actions, well, more than a couple, but yeah, have led to this. So, I, but I don't ever want to devalue somebody because even a small group of people that have been very hurtful they're the breath of God.
1: Yeah, I think it's helpful. And that's a great segue to really kind of the last part of this podcast. We're trying to keep this short for everybody. Um, And there's my beard caught the microphone again. Sorry, but (laughs) I I think good segue for the next question. But I think one thing to add to that, unless either one of y'all have something about ghosting. Um, that you want to talk about. But I think when you realize, and this goes back into politics where people get canceled all the time, right? It's very easy to cancel people on politics or social values or whatever you want to call them, moral moral issues, what I call moral issues. There's a big one going on right now. We're not going to get into, but it's, that's happening. Um, but understanding that the God that I love, the God that loves me immensely, loves you the same way, right? And And for me to treat you poorly is probably not going to be high on god's priority list to say hey you know what that's that's cool i know that's fine um i i love you so it's okay for you to treat them that way mm-hmm. and i think what's helpful and what what i really want to focus on in the last part of this podcast um is if you were a christian you call yourself a christian and i've got a lot of things that i could say about that but i what i would rather frame this up as if you profess to follow jesus christ what does all of this look like for you what does that look like for us as followers because i do think that some of the people canceling if they actually had a biblical view would maybe not function the same way that they're functioning if they could stop and understand some things that god's been very clear on so what are we called to do in this area and, I, and I'm, I'm going to open it up to everybody because I'm sure everybody has an opinion on this, but what are, we, what are we called to do as Christians, as followers of Jesus?
2: Well, first of all, Jesus, I mean, he told his first followers that the world would know that they followed him because of how they loved each other. Not how they loved the world, but how they loved each other. So... I think that's important because I think a lot of times and and understandably because for you know the church has not done a good job of loving the community around them. They mm-hmm. the church and and I'm part of it. So I can't talk about the church and not include myself in that. But as a church, we have not always done a great job of loving the world around us and showing the world, who Jesus is, by the way that we love them. But I think it is even worse when we don't love each other (laughs) the way that Jesus loved us. Because, I mean, if we can't even love each other, then, I mean, I think that that does as much damage to our reputation and to what people perceive a follower of Jesus to be when they see that we can't even get along with each other. So that's, that's basic. And the prayer that we know Jesus prayed for us specifically is that we would be one as he and the father were one. So, and that doesn't necessarily mean that we agree on everything. It just means that we know how to function in oneness. And so I think if, if you're going to say that you follow Jesus, obviously none of us are perfect, but. I think that has to be in the forefront of your mind of how you process any offense or anything else. I think it has to be then filtered through the lens of how can I respond to this or how can, you know, with love. So, I feel like I could get on a soapbox. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop now before I
0: say anything else.
1: What do you think? What you guys got?
0: I think that's the most important point. And when you... If you're going to follow Jesus and if you want to represent him, look at Peter. (laughs) Jesus knew. He said it. Peter did it. He loved Peter anyway. It, You know... again nobody i like the word ostracism better but it's the same it's i like it better as a word but it's the same principle and you're not you're not going to make anybody better by casting someone out of your circle treating people like pariahs is not A way to grow in any aspect of your life and you can you don't necessarily someone that is refusing to be helped or refusing to grow or whatever that's different and you work to take different approaches but you don't just we're all sinners Nobody's perfect, and we all need each other, mm-hmm. just like you were saying. We need each other. So,
3: Yeah, I agree. I agree, unity is a big deal, and if we can agree to disagree agreeably, as I heard someone say this past week, and, and then go, hey, I've got my own stuff, and operate in humility man, can you imagine what things would be like? Just just like at our, at our gym or in our church. And our church is young, so we don't have a lot of history. But I do think people generally function that way and it would be easy to get off track. But if you think about your workplace, because we have workplaces, we have school, and if we were to function, like a unity is a high value, and I've got my own junk and I'm going to do everything I can in my power to deal with it and open myself up to accountability, what would happen in our relationships? Like how, I mean, I think people would go, wow, like I want that. But but again, a lot of times people don't get there because it requires hard work because it means we have to go forward in order to go back or go, or go back in order to go forward. I said that backwards. Mm-hmm. Go back in order to go forward. And going back is hard mm-hmm. because it means I have to deal with things that happened a long time ago. And it, I, maybe I've wanted to put those to bed and put them to rest. But God is still working in those things.
2: You used a word to, you said humility, and I think that's important because I think at any point where we disagree with somebody, and gosh, I mean, I am not saying I have this mastered at all, so it's just, I'm thinking about this as we've processed this and talked about it, but humility is so important because if you disagree with somebody on, say, an issue, if you can ask yourself the question, okay, what am I not seeing? Because if this other person has this perspective and I see it this way, what am I not seeing? Now, you may never agree, but if you can at least open yourself up to the possibility that you don't have all the answers <laughs> right now, I think it makes it easier to have a conversation where it doesn't get to the point that it's results in cancellation. Yeah. Because then you can say, okay, well, I still maybe don't agree with where they're coming from. I don't really think that lines up with what jesus said or scripture or whatever or my experience of the world but i respect it as an opinion and i'm opening myself up to the possibility that i don't know everything i think that that really helps
0: i think it really helps
1: yeah i mean i i I yes i would love to see that i think when you look at people especially in my life that i love the most or that i'm around the most and let me not say that i think back up and say okay You look at things over the last couple of years that have been very easy to cancel people on, which is where a lot of this is kind of stemmed from, especially starting in the pandemic. Actually, pre-pandemic a little bit, but it really came into into light around the George Floyd time, the pandemic and everything else that happened is that you can say, oh, oh, you're a Republican. Well, you know what? I'm done with you because I'm not a Republican, so I'm done. Right. Or you're you're pro-abortion. Oh, well, I'm not I'm not going to talk to you anymore instead of saying, you know what? We may disagree on this, but I can probably learn something to your point. I can probably learn something if we actually sat down and have a conversation. The problem is, is no one's doing that. No one's having those conversations. A person in the gym, you brought them up before to me, about nuanced conversations have gone away because of all of this. Because it's just easier to espouse, you know, whatever your opinion is and walk away from people. And I think... If you really step back and, and looked at especially in framing this up from a Jesus follower standpoint, you don't have the luxury of walking away from people anymore that's just not i'm and I'm sorry you're you may get really mad at this podcast I'm sorry you may get mad at me you somebody that I love that's family members may not like me, but you don't have that luxury anymore if you really follow Jesus that's not an option like jesus didn't Jesus didn't walk away from Judas. Like, put that into perspective for a second, and you're going to walk away from me because you don't like my political opinion? You're going to walk away from me because of whatever my stance on abortion or whatever my stance on whatever topic it is? Really? And you're a believer? I don't know. You need to take a, a deep reflection inside and say, is that really what I am, for one? And if it is, I'm called to do something different, and it's time for me to start living that out. And I think, to your point, if people live that out, man... Like, what a different world would we be living in right now? And I think, hopefully, that people, especially people that, that I know may listen to this podcast, hopefully they, that, that's something they figure out. And I'm not saying that I'm any better than anyone else, because I'm not. I still struggle with it, too. Like, I've got very strong opinions on gun control and a lot of things that I can get very frustrated, flustered and frustrated and angry about initially until I take a step back and go, wait, 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 wait. This is out of control. I can't feel this way. This is not how I've been called to operate. And I think giving people grace, when well, we heard it this week, like there's just no grace afforded in a lot of cases anymore, especially with, with followers, with believers in Jesus. I see it a lot, like quick to cancel people. Um, and I get it. There's certain things that you need to walk away from someone on, like or set up boundaries like we've talked about. But like just to cut people off and say, I'm done, like, mm, I don't know.
3: Yeah, just think about it. If we started living this idea of loving people like jesus loved us or at a minimum loving people like we want to be loved what could happen and and so for me i think it starts with where we are like we have to we have to make that decision that okay we're going to do that where we are whether it's at home or at the gym or at church or wherever else we go work We're, we're going to love people like, Jesus loved us. And how did he love us? Yeah. He died for us, sacrificially. Uh, so that's, that's, I think, major. Uh, you talked about loving in a way that gives people grace. And I was thinking about how if everything we ever thought or said was put out in public, I mean, like, think about this. If if everything that you ever thought or said was put out in the public,
1: we would all be canceled. Yep.
2: Yeah, no, thank you. Every one of
1: us.
3: And Jesus said it was about your heart, not about the external, which the external matters, but it really is what's happening in here that's most important because what happens in here will eventually come out. But there are things that we're able to hide or process can you imagine every human being would be cancel worthy mm-hmm. based on some of the stuff we've talked mm-hmm. about today. So again, it takes I think it takes me back to a place of humility going, who am I? Because <laughs> I've had some crazy thoughts and some crazy feelings that would not I would never want to come out and be shared. And you may go, "Oh, you're bad, Brian." But you know what? You have too. Mhm.
1: Yeah.
2: And some of it you've changed your mind about. You don't think that. You don't even think that anymore. Don't tell that.
3: I'm just kidding.
1: Uh, You're right. Absolutely. Changing minds is important. It's important. All right. So wrapping this up, um, I know you're all going, wow, you're really going to have a podcast that's not even... An hour long. This is crazy. Um, And we could go. I really. We could go through that. We could spend another four hours on this. I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe we'll come back to this at some point and hit it a little bit deeper. Um, I think there's a lot here that we could probably unpack that we have not fully unpacked yet. But um, I'll go through. We'll do the the. What do you guys have from a story or from a verse standpoint that you want to share that may frame this up for people that are that are listening? And we'll we'll start we'll start with Brian.
3: Well. I gotta decide what I want to share. <laughs> hmm. As I think about this, I kind of going with where our conversation went today, I'm I'm gonna cite part of James chapter four. I, I actually, in preparing for this podcast, I actually had James chapter four verses one through twelve all written down because I feel like it kind of captures the whole idea, but I don't want to take the time to read all that right now. But if you want to go onto the YouVersion app and look this up, I think it's a fantastic verse, even if you're not a follower of Jesus, to process what we're talking about today. But I'm going to just throw out um, in part of verse 6, that God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. and and then in verse seven of James chapter four submit yourselves then to God resist the devil and he will flee from you and boy that's a whole nother aspect (laughs) spiritual warfare um and then in verse eight he says come near to God and he will come near to you wash your hands you sinners and purify your hearts you double-minded and I mean gosh let's be honest (laughs) we're all sinners (laughs) but I mean that seriously And then in verse nine, grieve, mourn, and wail. That sounds pretty intense. Uh, Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. And again, he's using extreme language here, but I think so often we need to really take personal assessment of our own sin and, and our own junk in order to then apply verse 10, to humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will lift you up. So. Those were a few of the verses that really jumped out to me.
1: Cool. Vanessa? You can take anything you want. Not, don't worry not, about it.
0: I'm not taking it, but mine comes right before yours. Okay, go
1: ahead. That's not. I don't know if that I'm going to share that one now anyway. It's fine. Go ahead.
0: But, I, I mean, I like the continuation of it. Okay.
1: Well, you, you share yours.
0: So, we've, we've studied this verse in other aspects as well, mm-hmm. but Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Do you want me to keep going? No. Okay, so... (laughs) You can do whatever you want. Like I said, we've, we've studied this in respect to temperaments and being beneficial, but, yeah, if what you're saying is not... And that's not to say, even Jesus reprimanded people. It wasn't all roses and butterflies and unicorns. You know, He turned tables over and called people out on their actions. and it's you don't have to appease people's actions, but you can help them to grow by understanding what they what they have done and what they maybe what they have done has done to you as opposed to just canceling and walking away because again nobody grows
2: I think I think piggybacking off of that the growth piece I think none of us none of us are finished products and I think that we want the core of who we are i think we all want to continue to grow and be better tomorrow than we were today and so i think as far as it depends on us for us to create environments where there is grace for growth where we're able to say you know what i disagree with how i felt yesterday thank you for you know not canceling me yesterday because now you know, I see it differently. One one thing I thought of when we were talking or when I was processing through this was a long time ago. When I was in college, there was a lady in the church that we were in, and she just thought that celebrating Halloween was like the worst thing in the whole world. <laughs> and I thought that was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard. I'm like, it's fun. kid. You know, you're just dressing up. You know, nobody's worshiping the devil. Like, it's fine. I mean, maybe Some somebody do- does. Somebody I does. But... You know, I just little
3: idealistic world.
2: (laughs) I mean, perhaps so, but she was just very, this is a (laughs) terrible thing and you shouldn't do this. And we started to get into a little bit of a, you know, argument, I guess, about it because I was just like, I think that's so silly. Like, what is the big deal? And she was very passionate about it being bad. But to her credit, she was very mature and she said, Well, someday God may change your mind. He hasn't. I still think Halloween is fine. But...
3: And you said you too.
2: But... I think I might have. But... Oh, no. But what I appreciated about that was she didn't cut me off. She didn't treat me like I was stupid for having that opinion. She just said, you know what? God may change your mind. And it actually caused me to think, maybe I should change my mind. And it became a matter of prayer for me, which I know is a silly example (laughs) But if we could treat people that way, Mm -hmm. with that kind of maturity to say, you know what? That's okay. Maybe someday you'll see it differently. Maybe someday I will see it differently. But I still love you. We can still be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. And so I actually aspire to be that kind of person instead of just...
1: Cool. Well, I'll I'll wrap us up in in the old school, which is a lot of death, gloom, and nastiness. But... um, (laughs) We'll we'll head back to the Old Testament and to, into Leviticus, and it's funny I've just been forced to spend a lot of time in Leviticus. But uh, what I really like is in in 1918, um, and it's it's very simple. And there's a lot that unpacks that we're not going to unpack about this entire part. But um, the law that was given, which is do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself, I am Lord. And I think if we just remembered that, and and I get like don't need to get into biblical discussions on what covenant we live under and all the stuff and the law, the biblical law and all, like I get it. But this to me says everything that I need to know is that, you know, I would not want anyone to do anything to everyone's point other than to love me and to give me grace and to let me change my mind and to do all the things that we know happen as we grow and mature. That's how I would want to be treated. And God's very clear about that. He was very clear in the old Testament about it. And he's very clear in the new Testament about it. So there are a lot of things you can go back and look at, but, um, to me, that's kind of, that's an easy way to frame it up. So,
3: Well, let me say that yeah. was also on the side of the new covenant after Jesus. Yes. So what you're referencing you're right, from is, the old covenant was also included yeah. in the new covenant. Yes. It's important to note.
1: Yes, you're right. Um, all right, so thanks for taking the time to engage with us again on the F4 Podcast. Um, please follow us on social media, like and share the podcast if you think this can be helpful and or entertaining to other people, and hopefully it's helpful uh, for you at least to grow a little bit or share it to someone that you really think needs to grow up. Um, we would love to have your specific feedback so we can improve in uh, providing content that's helpful to you, helpful to you. Um, and we just want to say thanks again for listening. We look forward to seeing you soon here on the F4 Podcast.